The border crisis spins out of control as a new record is set. The Supreme Court issues a ruling on Title 42, plus Dartmouth College has a new education program that excludes white males. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the crisis at America's southern border because it has reached a breaking point. And I'm not talking about just Texas. Cities and towns along the entire border are dealing with a surge of illegal border crossers unlike the country has ever seen. As I noted last week, even left-wing MSNBC is starting to take notice. Really what we're seeing here is a city that is overwhelmed and in chaos. These families behind me here, these are some of the lucky ones. We're inside a shelter, but a lot of shelters are overwhelmed. I just came from the streets this morning. There are hundreds of people sleeping in the airports, at bus stations, on the streets. What's interesting about that report is that the correspondent actually reported what Joe Biden, Mayorkas, and other White House officials continue to deny. We were even able to see, as of last night, a lot of migrants just crossing, and migrants I spoke to this morning saying they haven't had any interaction with U.S. immigration authorities. They just walked right in. Now, being in Texas, I often report on the disaster at our southern border. Those news clips were focused on El Paso, but other border states aren't faring any better. Here's a sheriff from Cochise County in Arizona describing what's going on. Uh, President Biden, uh, DOJ, has come forward and said and sued the state of Arizona for trying to protect the citizens of this state. And I'll say this to you, Tulsi, this intellectual avoidance with intended consequences, which is an open border by design by President Biden, by the leadership within Congress, has placed my citizens and my county at risk. The sheriff is referring to the fact that Arizona has been putting in place large shipping containers to serve as a border wall, and the Biden administration is suing the state. He noted that border crimes are the worst he has seen in his career. Daily Caller reporter Jorge Ventura has been at the border, and he's identified routes of human smuggling where these smugglers from Mexico will just come into America, traffic these people, and then leave. So there we actually have the human smuggler. He's uh, trying to flash his light to my camera and block us from filming him. He was actually calling me out yesterday for uh, filming him here yesterday, and he's bringing another big group here. That's why he's using that stroke to block me from getting his face this time as he's, he's actually taking money payments right now. According to Customs and Border Patrol data, a record 233,000 illegal border crossers were apprehended last month. That doesn't count the people who got away. This is just crazy, and the Biden administration is doing nothing about it, except, of course, to sue states that are trying to make the border more secure so that Americans can be safe. All right. Next, let's talk about the Supreme Court's ruling on Title 42. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Title 42 and the U.S. Supreme Court because the court just ruled that Title 42, the policy, will stay in effect for at least a couple more months. Now, as a quick refresher, Title 42 was a policy put in place during the Trump administration that allowed border authorities to quickly expel illegal border crossers if they were deemed to be from high-risk COVID countries. It was a way to supposedly curb the spread of COVID. The policy was set to expire 
which would open up our already open borders to even more countries and even more illegal border crossers. The overwhelmed system would collapse. However, the Supreme Court halted a lower court's ruling, which called for the end of Title 42. Here's the story. The Supreme Court on Tuesday ordered the Biden administration to keep the Title 42 pandemic border expulsion policy up and running while the justices prepare to hear the legal challenge to the policy. The move imposes a reprieve on a reluctant Biden team, which could use Title 42 to oust immigrants who are in the U.S. illegally. The administration had tried to appease activists by letting the policy expire. Now, Title 42 will remain in place at least into February when the justices have scheduled oral arguments. It likely will last even longer as the court then works to formulate its final ruling in the case. The court's ruling was 5-4 with Roberts, Alito, Thomas, Kavanaugh, and Barrett on the majority. The four dissenters were the three leftists on the court and Neil Gorsuch. Now, according to the Washington Times, the court ruled that the case before it right now is purely a matter of whether the states, led by Arizona, have the right to intervene in the case at this late stage. But I want to just say this, because I'm a fan of Gorsuch. He makes a great point in his dissent. He noted that the COVID emergency that sparked Title 42 is over. This means that the push to keep Title 42 becomes more about immigration policy than health policy. And the court should not be in the business of perpetuating administrative edicts designed for one emergency only because elected officials have failed to address a different emergency. We are a court of law, not policymakers of last resort, Gorsuch wrote. Amen to that. If the American people are brainless and vote for Joe Biden and Joe Biden opens up the border, it's not the court's job to save the day. We must do it through the rule of law. If Biden and Mayorkas won't protect our border, they should be impeached. But we can't have the court doing what our elected leaders should be doing. All right, next let's talk about the latest example of woke racist education programs, this time focusing on Dartmouth College. Dartmouth is putting together a new STEM program to the price tag of $100 million, which includes scholarship opportunities, but there's a catch. White men need not apply. Yep, in today's anti-Martin Luther King society, where color is the only thing that matters, this science technology program is designed for anyone and everyone, except white males. Here's the story. Dartmouth College's planned $100 million program to help historically underrepresented groups in science, technology, engineering, and math is moving forward, aided by a recent gift that will cover one-fourth of the cost. However, white male students appear to be excluded from the program, raising legal concerns. Groups included in the STEMX initiative, according to Dartmouth, include Black, Latinx, and Native Americans, as well as women. Experts on Title IX sex discrimination and Title VI race discrimination law are concerned about the legality of the program, according to comments they made to the college fix. Ah, the classic Latinx, a term so popular among the left-wing elite, yet not used at all in the actual Hispanic community. And like the story indicated, when you discriminate based on sex and race, you are breaking the law. It's as simple as that. You don't end discrimination by discriminating. Here's more. Bayan Bartning, the founder and president of the Foundation Against the Intolerance and Racism, a civil rights legal advocacy group, told The Fix in an email 
that a scholarship program which excludes individuals based on skin color would not be lawful. Universities that receive federal funding, including Dartmouth, must comply with the Civil Rights Act and cannot exclude candidates from scholarships or educational programs based on skin color or ancestry, the fair president said. The story goes on to quote Professor Mark Perry, who noted that these colleges can invest in STEM programs, that's science, technology, engineering, and math, based on merit or diversity, but not both. Perry added that by pushing diversity over merit-based outcomes, these programs push an ideological agenda and compromise their academic responsibilities. Amen to that. America should be focused on producing the best scientists, not the most woke. Next, as the year wraps up, New York Mayor Eric Adams took some time to reflect on the state of affairs in America's largest city and to put forward some really strange comments. Even though crime is skyrocketing under his watch, in a recent interview, Adams said, you know, I inherited this problem. When you look at what we inherited and how we thrived after that, uh, I feel comfortable with saying we, had, we were a B-plus administration. That is just a weak comment. It is so lame. But what Adams has said more recently is what really is raising eyebrows. In particular, singing the praise of the surveillance state that is sweeping the city. That's right. In New York, Big Brother is watching, and Eric Adams says that's a good thing. Here's the story. New York City Mayor Eric Adams responded to criticism over increasing the use of facial recognition technology by declaring, Big Brother is protecting you. Adams made the comments in response to elected officials who expressed concerns that using such technology could lead to an all-pervasive surveillance state. Blaming his predecessor, Bill de Blasio, Adams asserted that New Yorkers felt they were living in a state of lawlessness and that his priority was to stabilize the situation. Stabilize the situation? Crime is out of control in New York City, and facial recognition technology will not solve the problem. Friends, this is a slippery slope when you start surveilling everyone, because what will the data be used for in the future? To see who buys a gun? To see who attends a Trump rally? The uses are endless and not good. Here's more from Adams. We will also move forward on using the latest in technology to identify problems follow up on leads, and collect evidence from facial recognition technology to new tools that can spot those carrying weapons. We will use every available method to keep our people safe, Adams previously asserted. It blows my mind how much we have not embraced technology, and part of that is because many of our electeds are afraid. Anything technology, they think, oh, it's a boogeyman. It's Big Brother watching you, he told Politico. No, Big Brother is protecting you. Wow. In New York, as well as other cities and counties across the country, there are left-wing governments going soft on crime and putting violent offenders back on the street. Rather than doing something about it, Adams is basically saying, welcome to 1984. All right. Next, how about some good news from Florida regarding the scourge of drag queen shows that are billed as family-friendly events where children are encouraged to attend and see grown men dressed as women bumping and grinding on each other. It's sick, and Florida is doing something about it. Here's a story. The Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation launched an investigation into a Christmas-themed drag show that was open to all ages, the department confirmed to the Daily Caller News Foundation. 
the Broward Center for the Performing Arts in Fort Lauderdale hosted a Drag Queen Christmas on December 26th, according to an archived version of its website. The DBPR issued a statement Tuesday, obtained by the DCNF, announcing it would investigate their performance, which was described as sexually explicit and marketed to children. Look, here's a simple concept. If it's sexually explicit, then it's not for kids. There is no such thing as any drag queen event that is family friendly, period. I'm so thankful that Florida is looking into this because it's quite obvious that this is one of the left's new tools to influence America's youth. Here's more. The show reportedly features sexually explicit scenes and displays partial nudity. During its Austin, Texas show, two performers appeared to simulate anal sex during an act called Screwed Off the Red-Nippled Reindeer. Another performer showed off fake breasts. A Drag Queen Christmas began its nationwide 2022 tour in November and is scheduled to have its final performance on December 29th, according to its flyer. The final stretch of the tour will take place in different Florida cities, including Miami, Orlando, and Clearwater. Screwed off the red-nippled reindeer. Are you kidding me? This is sick, folks. But the real focus of this segment is not only to show what's happening in this country, but to also show that some governments are fighting back. We can do more. We must do more. But at least Florida is stepping up, and that's a good thing. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.